Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. As always, I am Justin Michael. Going to be talking about a very deflating loss last night for CSU men's basketball. The Rams really, they really dropped the ball, uh, laid an egg, however you want to put it. Just a, a really disappointing, a deflating showing on the road at UNLV late Tuesday night. We're going to go over that game, so if you missed it, uh, we'll get you caught up with everything that happened, but we're also... Just going to go over some takeaways from that game and then talk about what the Mountain West is looking like over these next two weeks. Going to talk about the top six teams, uh, basically the teams that have a chance to legitimately uh, contend for those top five spots. Ultimately, I do think there will be a couple of teams, six through eight, that'll be somewhat dangerous. I really do think it's going to be an interesting Mountain West tournament this year, just with some of the teams and how they've come on strong of late so we're gonna go over that and much more but first i need to recognize our friends over at bojo's pizza bojo's pizza colorado's own mountain pie right now all you have to do mention dnvr and you can get a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree that's right all you got to do is mention dnvr and you can get a free honey cheesy bread with any entree at any location that's a steal love bojo's a colorado institution Take advantage of this while it is still going on. Bojo's Colorado's own mountain pie. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into this here. First off, let me just say how deflating it is to sit around and wait for a game all day, literally all day, because this was an 8.30 tip, and then it got delayed 10 to 15 minutes because the, I believe it was VCU and Dayton game went long. God, that just, it sucks all day. It's like 3 p.m. You're, oh, I still got five and a half hours. You keep thinking like you're going to be productive or something, but really what ends up happening is you just kind of like sit around and wait for the game to start. I really hate it, honestly. It's a bigger issue in football because you just know it's going to take so freaking long. Like when there's an 8.30 kickoff, right around like 1 or 2 p.m., it always just sets in like, oh my God, this is going to be such a long day. Basketball, not quite as drastic because the games, you know, average to be about two hours ish. And so then, you know, you get your content out and then it ends up like you can finish, you know, before midnight, around midnight, whatever. Not that late, but it's just disappointing when like literally all day you're looking forward to this game. You're excited to see what the Rams can do. You're excited about the next couple of weeks. And then, you know, CSU just comes out and and totally, honestly, like I, I really think it was about effort. Like, we're going to go over the game in detail, but that was definitely the most disappointing aspect of Tuesday night's game to me. It was not that they lost, because, you know, I said for a week straight, don't expect the Rams to roll UNLV. I know that's how the game went at Moby, but UNLV is a good home team. Their only home losses are a a three-point loss to Nevada and then a narrow loss to San Diego State. So 
as far as the league goes, you knew they were going to contend well on their home floor. You knew they were going to come out with a ton of energy, more intensity, because it, it was kind of like the roles were reversed. I felt like in that UNLV game at Moby, the Rebels didn't really look like they wanted to be there. I feel like they gave more fight than CSU gave in Las Vegas. You know, I'm not trying to to really like harp on these guys. Everybody knows that I have, you know, a lot of faith in this roster and I'm I'm really excited for the future of the program, but I feel like last night was it was just an indicator that while there there's been a lot of great progress and there's a lot of talent on this team, there's still some maturity that is going to have to come with time. They're still not quite to that level where they just don't take an off night. The thing about truly great teams, like the teams that bring it on a night-to-night basis, you always know what you're going to get out of them. They might not win every game, but from a consistency standpoint, from an effort standpoint, you know what you're going to get out of them. And I felt like last night, it just didn't look like the Rams were that interested in playing. I mean, like I, I think UNLV is a pretty good team. I think they can contend with just about anyone, but are they a 34-point team better than the Rams? No way. And no way are they a better team, that much better of a team, if even better at all. Honestly, I feel like if you're talking about skill and talent, CSU is probably superior to UNLV, at least at this point in time. But they just played harder. They wanted it more. They absolutely dominated CSU on the glass. 46 rebounds for UNLV, only 26 to CSU. I believe it was like 28 to 9 or something at the end of the first half. I had it written down here, but... Just a a crazy disparity on the glass. You knew UNLV is a good rebounding team. I talked about it on the podcast before the game, and I talked about it in my pregame article, my keys to victory for CSU. I mean, I emphasize that UNLV is the the best rebounding team in the Mountain West. It was going to take a collective group effort. If it all came down to Nico Carvacho, they were going to be in trouble, and that's kind of what happened. I mean, you could see uh, Nico throughout the game getting on his teammates. He finished with 16 points, eight rebounds. Pretty solid day for for Nico overall, but there was just you know only so much he could do, and and UNLV was just outworking CSU down low. They were doing the dirty things. I bet there really wasn't an aspect of the game that UNLV didn't outperform CSU. I mean, they were better in transition, they were better offensively, they were better defensively, they were better on the glass. They had less turnovers, more steals, more blocks, more points in the paint more fast break points, like the list goes on and on and on. This was a legitimate dominating performance. They they kicked CSU's ass, no doubt about it. To me though, if you're going to be upset about anything, don't be upset about the fact that they lost to a, a tough team at home. It's it's just disappointing to see the effort that CSU gave and in such an important game. I mean, this was a big time, big time contest and the defensive rotations were slow. I thought they they closed out poorly on shooters. I mean, UNLV was just hot to be like there were some of those three-point shots they hit. They finished 10 of 24. They were really hot in the first half, but like some of them were were just like kind of garbage shots that went in. Bryce Hamilton, who let me tell you, he's he's led UNLV in scoring throughout league play, and he looked like a stud last night. I mean, 25 points, 11 of 18 from the field. He's only shooting 28% from the three-point arc this season. He hit three of four threes, and two of them were contested from deep. So, like, at some point, like, the shots were just falling for UNLV, but it, it doesn't excuse the fact that the Rams were, they were lazy defensively. They moved slowly. I didn't like how they closed out. I didn't like the rotations offensively I felt like there were a lot of really just lethargic passes you know they weren't passing with an emphasis they were just kind of tossing the ball out there and a couple times UNLV was actually able to 
create a steel and transition off of it. So these are the little things, you know, these are the little things that you have to do every single game. And it all comes down to your mindset. You know, it's just focus. It's how, how are you, how seriously are you taking your opponent? But are you just locked in for 40 minutes? Because there were a lot of moments last night where it just felt like the Rams were not locked in. Now, I've obviously been pretty negative these last couple minutes, and that's kind of been different, the different tone than I've had over the last month because there's just been so much positive that for the most part, even the areas where the Rams have struggled, it hasn't really been worth, you know, really railing them over. But lack of effort is one thing that will, it'll always drive me crazy. And part of it is I just have a higher standard at this point. I know what this team is capable of. I know what the guys in the locker room are, are capable of doing on a game to game basis. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to call it how I see it. I'm going to say it is what it is. You know, they just, they didn't give a good enough effort. I really think part of it might've been just a hangover after the emotional comeback over Wyoming. I think it was Jameer Nelson that brought it up at halftime in the studio that was like, you know, they're coming off of this, this really big emotional road comeback, one of your biggest comebacks in, in two decades against one of your most bitter rivals. And, and now maybe you just lack focus. That's a fair point. I mean, they're human. They're, a lot of this team is underclassmen, six of the main contributors, seven if you count PJ Bird. So yeah, yeah, maybe there was a hangover. And that's that's logical, but it, it doesn't excuse the lack of effort, the lack of intensity, the lack of focus. And so I, I'm really just looking for the Rams to finish strong over these last three games. You know, you do what you can against San Diego State on the road, but Ideally here, I mean, I'd really like to see the Rams come out stronger, especially against San Jose State. You know, Air Force is going to play hard. Um, it, it's the season finale, so you'd like to close the season strong before the tournament. But I just, I don't know. I, I just don't want to see another showing where it feels like the Rams were just out of it because that was a common theme over the last couple of years. And it's pretty tough to watch that kind of basketball. So I, I don't expect it to be an issue for the Rams consistently, but the the slow starts offensively definitely concerning, the lack of effort really concerning. But we'll see what they can do against San Jose State. I'm going to talk about the rest of the Mountain West here, but first I do want to shout out Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge, the official beer of DNVR. With the Breck Beer Locator, you can find exactly where your favorite Breck beers are. It takes all the hassle out of beer shopping. Honestly, I'm not a super big beer con connoisseur, so I, I just think it's convenient. I know what I like. I don't want to have to chance it with a liquor store. I hop on the Breck Beer Locator. I type in exactly what I want. It'll tell me the closest liquor store or grocery store or whatever with that beer. This is so dope. This is the way beer shopping is going to be in the future. Definitely check it out. We have so much love for our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the brewery for you and me. Shout out to all my SpongeBob fans out there. Let's let's move on from this UNLV game and, and kind of talk about the rest of the season moving forward. I don't really think there's any point in really, you know, drudging on this over and over. Everybody gets it. It was it was a disappointing performance, no doubt about it. They have to be better moving forward. That said, there's been a lot of positive this year. You know the program's trending in the right direction. You just want to see them uh, bring a little bit more consistency on a game-to-game -game basis, but that's going to come with experience. I kind of felt like this team was was past these type of games at this point, but you know it was it was a good reminder that they are 
predominantly underclassmen, and they still have a long ways to go. That said, very, very excited for the future. Nonetheless, really excited for the Mountain West Tournament because I feel like it's going to be really, really open. Uh, before that, this Saturday, CSU will host San Jose State. Going to talk about that game plenty throughout this week over the next couple of days. Uh, my brother and his acapella group, Ramhorns, they will be singing the national anthem. So I am very, very excited for this. I'm very, very proud of them. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I am a big supporter of the performing arts. My brother is heavily involved. He's going to be one of the leads in the opera at CSU this spring. Uh, their, their group Mountain Horns performed at CSU Day over the summer at Coors Field for the Rockies. Uh, they're just incredibly talented, my brother and his friends. So I'm very, very excited for this. If you have a chance to come to the game, get there, be there early, feel patriotic, support my brother and all of his friends. You know, he they they're part of the DNVR fam too. Yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to hype up my brother there because I'm a proud big bro right now. Getting back on track here, losing to UNLV, it was disappointing. The sky isn't falling, but it's going to make it really, really hard to to earn that number three spot. At this point, you know, San Diego State has the one seed locked up. They already won the league. Utah State, more or less, has the two seed. I mean, their remaining games, they've got Wyoming at home, San Jose State at home, and a trip to New Mexico. San Jose State plays everyone hard. You know, a trip to the pit can can always be tough, but at that point, I feel like the Lobos will have pretty much thrown in the towel. I mean, the wheels have they've fallen off in Albuquerque, so I'm counting on Utah State winning out. I also think they're really trying to prove that they are a bubble team, and right now they're kind of in that fringe conversation. I think they're going to do everything in their power to just kind of blow out those final three teams and then go into the tournament strong. We'll see. I mean, you never know. But at this point, it really feels like the Aggies have that number two seed locked down. So the race for the three seed becomes interesting right now. Nevada has the advantage at 10-5 and five in the league, 17-10 and 10 overall. Their remaining games, they've got Fresno at home, a trip to Wyoming, and San Diego State at home. So, you know, Fresno and, and San Diego State at home, those are two tougher games at home, but Nevada's really rolling. They're 4-1 and one over their last five, same as Utah State. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they can beat San Diego State. Well, I, I think they can beat. I should get tongue-tied here. I think they can beat San Diego State. I don't think they will beat San Diego State in the regular season. Uh, just given, I really think running the table is important to the Aztecs. I've talked about that a lot over the last couple of weeks. And it, ultimately, I'm not sure if that mentality will be good for them in the long run. Uh, just because it's it's so hard. I mean, think back to Wichita State a couple years back. It's it's just incredibly difficult to go the entire course of a season without losing a game. I do think it's important to them. I feel like they felt kind of disrespected throughout this entire process. I mean, they're the only undefeated team in the country. And they really don't get the love that... Gonzaga or Dayton or Creighton or some of these other mid-majors get and I do think it is a factor for them so I think the Aztecs will close out strong that said Nevada and Jalen Harris man they have been on a tear of late like I said four and one over their last five Jalen Harris is basically going for 30 a game and in college basketball that's just absolutely absurd I mean he's putting NBA type scoring numbers out there in 40 minute games so Nevada's dangerous I kind of feel like I, I have a, the same vibes with Nevada going into this Mountain West tournament that I had with uh, Fresno State and Deshaun Taylor last year. They're kind of like, they're really like the third or fourth best team in the league, but I just feel like 
they're maybe the most dangerous depending on how this whole seeding lines up. Right behind them, you've got Boise State. They are 17 and 10, 9 and 6. Right now, UNLV, CSU, and Boise State all 9 and 6. Um, Boise State holds the tiebreaker over Nevada, over CSU, and UNLV in terms of head to head, at least as of right now. UNLV does have one more matchup with home against Boise State. So that that's really going to be an intriguing game because <laughs> Boise State kind of, they kind of control how this seeding is going to play out. You know, coming into the season, I was I was really high on Boise State. I actually took them to finish second in the Mountain West, which is significantly higher than, than most of the league. I uh, took them to finish. And I just, I was confident in Justinian Jessup. I was confident in Derek Alston. I still am. I feel like at times they've underperformed, but much like Nevada, I just think they're they're putting things together at the right time. And with the experience they have and the three-point shooting they have, that's what really uh, makes Boise State so dangerous. Nevada as well. I mean, they're just one of those teams at any point they can hit 15, 16 threes in a game against you. And that that honestly might be the key to upsetting San Diego State to upstate, upsetting Utah State, some of these teams at the top half of the league. Just, they're so skilled. I mean, San Diego State shoots the three ball well themselves. Utah State, statistically, has not been a great three-point shooting team, but they have guys that can knock down clutch shots and clutch moments. You know, Sam Merrill, obviously a beast. I've talked about it all season. But it's it's really going to be interesting to see how this season plays out because I think two through six, I mean, really anybody can be anybody on any given night. I think a lot of teams are, are capable of contending with San Diego State. I do think they are significantly better than anyone else in the league at this point, even Utah State, who I'm very, very high on, and I think potentially has the best one-two punch in the league. I just think San Diego State's really deep. I think they do a great job of, of playing their own style of basketball and not letting opponents kind of dictate the pace or or how the game is going to be played. They just do their thing night in and night out. And and Dutcher deserves a, a ton of credit. He would be my coach of the year at this point. I think there's a strong argument for, for Nico Medved, just given how much better CSU actually is than the preseason projections. I mean, they've definitely outperformed any narrative coming into the season, but I don't know how you don't give coach of the year to a team that's undefeated specifically the only team in the in the country that's undefeated so I think Dutcher will probably get that I also think Malachi Flynn will be the player of the year though Jalen Harris man he has a strong strong argument and I do think he will get some votes I don't think it'll be unanimous just given how much he's balling out but to me it, it comes down to team success maybe those shouldn't be factors in individual awards but they definitely are and so right now, my money's on the Aztecs kind of taking all the big ones. I think Harris will probably get newcomer of the year. It's it's going to be fun. A lot of these teams are playing their best basketball at the right time, and the, the tournament should be wide open. So I'm very, very much looking forward to being in Vegas. We will be there uh, through it all. We'll have podcasts, written content, photos, the whole nine yards. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. It's, it's going to be here before we know it. I just can't believe that college basketball is coming to a, to a close. There's nothing I love more than March Madness and just lounging out on the couch and watching three straight weeks of basketball. I mean, it, it's really unhealthy how much college basketball I'm going to watch between uh, March Madness, between the women's tournament, between the NIT, the CBI. Man, I'll watch all of that. I just love basketball. And I'm, I'm thrilled for it, but it's going to be bittersweet because I'm also 
I've just had so much fun covering this team this year and, and covering college basketball in general. It's really a treat for me. I feel very blessed that I get to do this. So thank you as always to everyone that subscribes. If you're on the fence, I understand that it's your hard-earned money. But, you know, personally, I do feel like we at DNVR have the most versatile, uh, most unique, most interesting coverage in the entire state. And, and there's not really anywhere else where you can get this level of quality content across so many different beats. And yeah, so I just I appreciate everyone that, that makes these dreams possible for us. If you're not a subscriber, now's the perfect time. You can get a free T-shirt with that annual subscription. We've got a lot of dope shirts designed by D-Line. Check it out. But we will be back this week with more CSU Rams content. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday night. Peace. Much love. With the cuff khakis Wearing graphic tees Feeling way too trendy Raps that kill Oh, I'm deadly Primed and ready Like machetes At a deli In New Delhi Feeling scummy Like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice The water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh, I'm gnarly Like non